Welcome back, everyone, to the show for the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. This episode 363B. B? Thank you. The second episode for the week, we'll now discuss our thoughts on Rebel Moon Part 1 A Child of Fire. With you for that discussion is Grayson Maxwell and Roger Stillian. Chris is dead. Mm. Fiend. That was a little hard. I mean, I don't mean that like really, but he's dead anyway. For the episode discussing Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, including the whole box office breakdown, what's streaming, and trailer talk, check out episode 363A posted on Tuesday, January 2nd. Well, we're starting off the year strong, Roger, with the first and second postings in January being movies that really could have been better. Yeah, what's our motto here? We just hope it doesn't suck. How are we doing on that so far? Not great. Not we're, great. We're, we're, we're 0 for 2 so far. 24? Not great start. <laughs> Not a great start. Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. They didn't have to have the Part 1 in there either. I don't know why. It could have just been it Rebel just Moon, Rebel colon, Moon colon, colon, Child, Child of Fire. Yep. It could have just been that. So let's talk about it. Rotten Tomatoes, tomato meter of 24. <laughs> That's about 20 points higher than I would have given it. But Dear God. Audience score of 61. And I will say, if you if you read some of the audience scores, it's it's quite entertaining. So, Grayson, we went through and we, we ventured down into the dregs of society for a minute. <laughs> we did. And went and looked at, uh, found a five-star review. What did it say? It only says, this movie is a masterpiece, period. <laughs> like- Dear listener... It is not a masterpiece. It is not a masterpiece. It is not a masterpiece. Like, what do they? What do they think when they when they when they look at this page? Like, everyone else is wrong. Like, yeah, I, I, I no. wonder what. It can't what be they, me. Yeah, it's mm. not, it can't be me. It's not no. Me. All right, with a Metacritic of thirty-two, which That's is so bad, pretty terrible so to be honest bad. with you. Um, I didn't. I saw some really interesting. The one I want to read. Um, this is from IndieWire. Gave it a sixteen. I just think it's sixteen funny. out of a score of one. Cumul of one hundred. One hundred. By, by the way. It's hard to even be morbidly curious, let alone excited, about any future iterations or installments of a franchise so determined to remix a million things you've seen before into one thing you'll wish you've never seen at all. Savage. Amazing. And the lowest, before I click anything, the lowest critic review. No, that was critic. This is the the lowest um, audience review is a three says, Copy Moon is a mix of Harry Potter, Last of the Mohegans, and Star Wars. How the hell they avoid being sued is the great story in this film. Worst mix I've seen in a while. Jesus. Generally, we don't do that, but generally, we don't talk about movies this bad either. So, like, look, you know, we've given out, there's been many zeros lately. <laughs> Brothers. This may be another one. <laughs> Brother. This is foreshadowing. Brother. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Rebel Moon Part one, A Child of Fire. Ask me what it's about. <laughs> Do not, it. Not quite yet. <laughs> Cast. Sophia Butella, Jaiman Hansu, Charlie Hunnam, Michael Hoosman, uh, Ray Fisher, Cleopatra Coleman, Anthony Hopkins, Ed Skirin, Carrie Elwes. Directed by Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, I have a bone to pick with you, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But Roger, I'm almost afraid to ask, what is Rebel Moon? Dash part one, colon, a child of fire about. Okay, did you ever not do your homework in high school? Of course. Of course, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever have somebody that always did their homework, but they would let you borrow their homework to copy it like a study hall or something? Yep. So, like, like, what if that person wrote Star Wars? And you're like, let me copy your work. And they're like, cool, man. Just change it around a little bit. And then I turn this in, and they're like, this is just Star Wars, except <laughs> way fucking worse. Way worse. It's okay. So, 
That's what it, I mean. This is basically a new hope. This is what this is is new, is a new. It's hope. what they wanted it to be. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yesterday when I was recording with Jeremy, the episode had just posted today, which is the last day of twenty twenty three. Talked a lot about Star Wars. We did. We did. We did just post um, the state of Star Wars part three and where we think where we our our notions on where it had gone and where it should go, but. It's just our inane rambling ramblings. We, we know we're not, you know, no one listens to us. No one cares about where that's going to go. But what I've said, Jeremy, is I was I was talking about Rebel Moon because Jeremy's a huge Star Wars guy. He's a huge um, he's a huge formula guy when it comes to writing films. And I said I had to stop partway through because it, I just was thinking about Star Wars. And he's like, it's funny you bring that up because Rebel Moon from Zack Snyder was a failed Star Wars movie pitch to Disney Plus. So you're asking, okay, now I see that because I've seen I've seen Rebel Moon and it is exactly like Star Wars. Aim me the name, Rebel Moon. But the interesting part is he didn't change anything. He just changed the names pretty much of all the characters. So instead of the Empire, it's the Mother World. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then of course, and even from like the hero that's stuck on a farm planet that yeah. needs to get off. We got a sentient know. droid. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins who. Where did he go? Million dollars, baby. <laughs> Million dollars. Yeah, he doesn't care. Just he writing did, checks. He did two days of work, and he's like, I'm going to... Two. I bet you they put him in a booth with headphones like on. an hour? Yeah. <laughs> an hour of work. All right, need yeah. that one more time. All right, Are you so sure? Are we done? Let's talk about Rebel Moon. You guys pay in cash, right? Let's talk about Zack Snyder. Right? <laughs> Snyder he, he you know, started the DCEU with Man of Steel. Sure. He had a five-movie arc. Good movie, by the way. Yeah, very decent. Very, very, very uh, watchable movie. And then he had to step away for reasons of his personal stuff. He had personal stuff. Some family, some but you know, I, some I, tragedy stuff happened. You know, his family. I give him a pass for that because I I would never expect anyone sure. to keep working on those conditions. Absolutely, absolutely not. I cannot give him a pass for this movie because I gave him a pass in the past because Zack Snyder I do bef- wrote three hundred and directed three hundred yeah. and you know I thought that Dawn of the Dead was a decent Fuck remake. Yeah, cool movie. I used to respect Zack Snyder. I, I used to res- You didn't even respect him. <laughs> well, as a filmmaker, it's hard to. When you when you give us this, Rebel Moon, what do you expect someone to say? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just curious because... I believe that someone said it's a masterpiece. I read it in the comment <laughs> section. I saw it with my own two I people. saw it. I just... Zack Snyder, you're, you're worth and can do so much better than this. 300 is an excellent movie. What what would you give three hundred on a ten on on on, our, on the ten scale? Oh, a ten. I would a nine and a half or a ten. Yeah. it's incredibly well done. It's it looks gorgeous. There's a few historical inaccuracies. Well, like look, here's the thing: it's a work of fiction. That's all you got to know. Here's the thing: it's incredibly linear, but it has the advantage of it's linear because of the content. They march yeah. from the Spartan city to the hot gate and defend it. That's the story. So anyway, but Zach, I just I can see some of the Zack Snyder DNA in this. So, uh, directly before Chris's death, he uh, he let us know what he felt about this movie. You want to read it verbatim? You can. Go ahead. You pull it up there. So, well, he... Um, oh, my goodness. He compares him to you know, everybody's favorite former guy that was stuck in a box M. Night Shyamalan. Rebel Moon, he says, also horrid. <laughs> Want to give us a zero. Zack Snyder has officially in the Shyamalan... The, Shyamalan box of hasn't made anything good lately and I don't trust his movies end quote so there's two guys in there now so here's the thing and I'm not gonna say that you can never make a good movie again but 
We are on a streak now with Zack Snyder. Like, pull up his filmography. Yeah, I, was gonna, I was just going to do that. Like, when was the last time he made something that was... Probably Man of Steel. And that was 2013. Critically successful. Was let's it look, let's look at his film filmography for, for one second. Okay, here we go. So, director. Let's go all the way back to 300 in 2006. Okay. No, no, it goes further. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, you can just... 300 is fine. Well, that's, well that's the, I think to start, Dawn of the Dead is a start. Okay. And then 300... This is like his masterpiece. Yep. Watchmen, which should have... So, so, here's the thing. Watchmen's very divisive. So, sure. Um, Legends of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul, which yeah. I think he, I think that was a contractual thing for him. Sucker Punch, another one that, like... Should have been cool. People fucking hated. Well... Yeah. And then it leads right into Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice. Terrible. Justice League. Terrible. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Terrible. Army of the Dead. Terrible. Rebel Moon Part 1. Terrible. And so he has four upcoming, one of which we know is Rebel Moon. Part 2, sure. He has Army of the Dead, Lost Vegas. That's, 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 that's for TV, though. Planet of the Dead. Well, it looks like he's going back to his roots. Hell yeah, him. brother. And The Fountainhead, which I've heard something about, but not, not, not a lot, but... So there we have it. Is Snyder's? You can do better. We know you can. I just don't know what's going on with you, man. Like, what the hell happened? Now, I I, I don't know where in the development of this just became Netflix, but Netflix's name is on this, so to me, it's a Netflix movie. So I'm I'm blaming you, Netflix, sure, it, too, it's, for this. Says yeah. Netflix original. Yep, of course it does. But we we know that movies get bought all the time. Sure, well, it uh, happens. Booksmart mm-hmm. was done. It was. 100% set for theatrical release, and Netflix bought it. So it doesn't always happen like that, but they're taking credit for it by putting their name on it, so it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. So let's talk about it, Roger. Let's talk about how similar it is to Star Wars. And, it, and there, the, that's the elephant in the room, is it's Star Wars repackaged. It is. We have somebody with a with a dark past, you know, that she's trying to hide from, that ends up on a farm planet. <laughs> Here's an interesting thing. I was I was hoping to do this with well, you. you covered we, something up. Here's an interesting. I was hoping to do this with you and Chris. Okay. What was one? Give me one name of one character in this movie. You can't. Oh shit! I don't think I. Can. I I couldn't either. I had to look at him. Uh, General somebody. General Titus. Titus. That's Jaiman Hansu, and then Sophia Boutel is Cora. And there's other like oh, Gunner. I could have got Cora. Gunner Terak. Which why is that guy not put a shirt on? Can we just talk about that for a second? Why is he always shirtless? Look at him. I understand that, but like, it doesn't make any sense. It does when you look at him. <laughs> sure. I mean, but I, I Listen, if I look like that, bro, they never wear a shirt. I couldn't tell you any of the names. After, after watching this once, and, and I gave it a fair while. I stopped it halfway through. What are the through. brother and sister's name? Something. Blood Axe? Blood Axe. But here's the thing. I gave it Deborah Blood Axe and, and the sister. I gave it a fair viewing. I was When I was watching, I was glued to it. I wasn't in my phone. I was watching it and paying attention and i stopped it because i just i couldn't and then i had to and i came back to it and finished it but like the point is i gave it when i was watching it I, my attention was fully on the movie aside from when i was thinking about star wars because the movie was <laughs> made me think about star wars <laughs> of course it did but i couldn't remember anyone's name i couldn't i couldn't not 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 10 minutes after the movie ended could i have told you anyone's name uh and that's not a good sign that's a terrible sign but what we're getting in the, we're getting in the weeds here let's talk about uh more of the more of the stuff in this movie, though. We start on a planet that is... Farm planet. A farm planet, which Cora, by Sofia Butella, is a farmer. And very quickly, we, we learn a few things. But keep in mind, by the time the Empire shows up in Star Wars, in the first film, you know 
you know what questions you want to ask. Who is Luke? Why was he being watched? What's with all this mysterious stuff around Luke so important to these people on this planet? None of those questions I know. And then this movie, it just, it doesn't do any character building that is so necessary for a multiple installment epic that this wanted to be. (sighs) I mean, I appreciate things like it's obviously the the farmers here. Are obviously, like Viking people. They are the Nor like Norwegian. Yeah, yeah. Nor- okay, Scandinavian, yep, Norwegian, absolutely. something in that region. Hundred percent. They I even talk that. like this a little bit. And then the empire comes and they make things difficult. Not great. They're awful people. Somebody got clubbed to death. They. <laughs> you don't see that very often anymore. You, you don't. Just I, beaten to death with a bone. I will admit, <laughs> you don't see that very often. Um. So. There's not a lot of story building that happens here. It's just like you're just fed stuff. And within the first 10 minutes, as I texted, or 14 minutes, so I texted the guys, I was like, it took me 14 minutes to like, all right, we need to, something needs to change in this movie. But I texted while I was during, well, I'd pause it and walk away so I didn't text during the movie. But anyway, it's, what is going on here? <sighs> so let's talk about it. Give me your initial thoughts when this movie was over. It's Star Wars thoughts. Without the Force. It is Star Wars Without the Force. They even have lightsabers. Yeah. They actually, even have lightsabers. That's pretty cool. Because like listen, lightsabers are fucking they cool. Are, they're <laughs> like the number one or number two fiction weapon that everyone wants, of course. Yeah, fiction. <laughs> well, sure, <laughs> sure. But actually, one time the pulse rifle from Aliens scored higher than um, lightsabers. I don't know if it still does. Well, they were wrong then. Nothing against I, the I, I think that I think it's a badass gun, but. Sure. As far as like weapons go, I think this, the lightsaber probably out, out, out does it a little, little bit. But so, I'm not quite sure where to go with Rebel Moon. We know there's a second part coming. Is there a third part coming? I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it's the same thing. Is so we're, we're we're stuck on this part. So you noticed something pretty early on. You the the style of how it was shot. Sure. We got Talk the weird zoomed thing. in feature where. Uh, the people that are talking that are in the middle of the screen, everything else is blurred out, like out of focus for whatever reason. That's kind of Nolan to me. That's kind of, it's a very shallow field of, uh, depth of field. So everything in the forefront is in focus. Everything Isn't in the back called, is like, in. Stereo- stereoscopic? Oh, maybe. That, like that. That, that could be it. But everything in the background is blurred out. I mean, but it makes lights and dim lighting look really cool. That's the thing. It makes low lighting look great. Sure. But not everything's a little lighting in this movie. And I kind of I I like that kind of style over the aesthetic. So I don't I wasn't so I wasn't so turned off by that as you were, but I just thought it was weird. Because on a big giant TV, that's a lot dis- of TV I don't being out of focus. You, but <coughs> so the the characters here are pretty much ripped straight from Star Wars. Oh yeah, any any one of them falls straight into like I used to be a uh Empire stormtrooper and I'm not anymore. And so when when the when the when the small garrison is left, and of course everything goes down with minutes later because they're going to they're they are they're going to be sexually woman. assaulting a young lady, and of course our heroes come to the oh, rescue. Now they got to die. <laughs> and I don't understand. So I know there's a second part coming, but for the involvement of the the uh, the droid voiced by voiced very capably by Anthony Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. And I love you say very capably like he's ever done anything. No, not he's never done anything bad, but. You know, he just like he's like Snyder. It better be six zeros and a number before that. I've my paycheck for this, but and the other soldier who where did he go? I don't know. I Why would you go there. with them on their journey? You know, I mean, you're pretty handy with a weapon. You've got some training. 
Why wouldn't you go with them? Well, somebody's got to stay there just in case. What's he going to do against a garrison of troops? Nothing. Well, the other thing I think, well, the, the legitimately, logistically, why he would stay there is because somebody's got to check into the mothership. That's true, I guess. That's so they don't know that you know the rebellion has started. <laughs> sure, I I, I understand. That, that actually makes sense. Uh, but my point is, why even make him part of the story if he just? I mean, he could be bigger in in, in, in second installment. Well, because that's know. the thing. Because like, look, you have to look at everything as this isn't a single concluded movie. It's not. So it's not. It has a starting point and a stopping point. Yes, it does not have a story end. No, we have the Empire Strikes Back still and the Return of the Return of the Jedi to come. Absolutely. Uh, but there's one good thing I did see is there's there's some Snyderish stuff in this, which I could see the DNA of his things. However, I think what I would have done if a failed pitch from Disney, I would have then went back and retooled everything instead of just like literally find the name on the on the file and then like backspace 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 rename it <laughs> just and then just keep everything else the same, which is a, looks like what he would have done with that is. It's weird to me. And also, if they would have accepted that, they would have literally started Star Wars again in the same place they started the last two trilogies. The last three trilogies. What, Rebel Alliance forming? Yeah, Well, sure. on a farm planet, Rebel Alliance, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But So I'm kind of glad that Star Wars said no to this because we, di- we didn't. I'm not, because Netflix said yes. And then I had to watch it. <laughs> well, fair, but that's, a, that's semantics. But So here, here's the thing with this movie, and... You know, I'm not going to try to be nice to it here because I don't have to. But there are some things I don't hate about this movie, okay? It's like, I don't mind the characters. Like, besides the fact that they are generic ripoffs of Star Wars characters. But you can't describe any of them because they don't have any. Well, so I mean, like, you can tropally describe them. Of course you can. Like, uh, Chorus character, right? She is just uh, the... Yeah. She's the young hero. I don't know if she's Luke, but you got to go a little darker than that. Sure, sure. But, you know, she had her fall from grace, disappeared off the map. Reset, right? Then we have the Charlie Hunman's character, the the traitor who ends up being the ultimate spoiler bad guy. Um, we got the evil general that is, you know, going to kill everybody. We got the disgraced general and General Titus who, you know, led his troops until he left because he didn't agree with the politics. Bro, we've heard all this before. Yeah, and th- these are all, it all extremely before. tropish. Yeah. Characters. Like even the so like the fight scenes I don't mind, but again though they're just Star Wars fight scenes. Like there's a point where, you know, somebody with two lightsabers fights a spider lady, that looks straight off a of fucking spider plane. Dude, there is a guy that looks just like Jabba the Hut. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just come on, dude. Like you didn't even try to change it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's not fucking original. Not 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 at all, and it's it's amazing that Netflix is trying to defend this, and people are like, "Why you why?" So if I'm Netflix, legitimately, I don't defend anything anymore, and like that's not even a joke, unless it's like, "Hey, this is a movie we're going to push for Oscars." Listen, they have Oscar winners, they have good stuff, they do, they really do. I promise, it's there. It just gets surrounded by shit. Unless I think legitimately, unless it's something like Extraction or an Oscar movie, like I don't think you say nothing about it. You put it out, you advertise it, you move right along, you never make a comment on it. Ever. That's a smart thing to do, sure. Yeah. Be like, hey, it's out there. You want to watch it? Cool. You don't? Cool. We got other stuff you can watch. How about Extraction? <laughs> so I want to ask you about, just real quick in this part of the conversation, do you remember Alita Battle Angel? Yes. Really theatrically, we watched that. We, we did. We weren't too impressed with that. So it's because that's also one I thought was an incomplete movie. 
Because there's another story. Well, we, there's supposed to be, yeah, yeah, there's supposed to be a second one to that, and we're not ever getting it. And I would put, even though maybe not in a directly the same, but like Robert Rodriguez and Zack Snyder, probably pretty close as far as capability, what they command in Hollywood. So their ultimate successes far. are probably pretty equal. Yeah, I would say there's, this is not too far apart. And I hate to say it, but in light of Rebel Moon, it makes me think of Alita Battle. And he's like, God, I, I got to revisit that. It was not so bad in, in hindsight to watching Rebel Moon. A kind of something very similar in that same genre, the sci-fi genre, is that I'm not quite sure Zack Snyder meant for it to be received like this, but it is being received like this. And I mean, your your movie has to stand for your product. Much I mean, much like you always say, the Justice League was a theatrically released. That's what we have to yeah, reference. You don't you don't get to recut it for five hours and make it better. Well, you don't get to and reference that one as the one. So uh, that's one other thing I do want to talk about because somebody asked me a while ago why I always make fun of this if, if I ever went through and watched the Zack Snyder cut. Buddy, yes, I did. I have done that now. And guess what? It's still fucking bad. Yeah. It's j- Here's the thing. It's not nearly as bad. It's, but. Okay. You know what it is? Three times as long. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But I, th- I think it makes it a better movie, though. The story he was trying to tell, okay. I, think it, I think it enriches the characters. But not, not Wait, by a whole lot. If you take but... a two and make it a four, still bad. Yeah, I, I understand that. Or <laughs> still, a three into a five, yeah. yeah, yeah still same, same, same thing. bad. Something. So. One, one thing I really did enjoy with Rebel Moon is the, the small time that we do spend with the robot and the, mm-hmm. the, the girl putting the crown of... Yeah, flowers. give me that story. God, I bet you that robot killed everybody. But that's the that's the thing is like <laughs> that's the most interesting part of the movie is the robot voiced by Anthony Hopkins. Yes, and after the first twenty minutes, nowhere to be found. That's the budget. Yeah, one hundred six. Wow, that's that that that's about what what we would have. Uh, it's not as high as I thought it was going to be. Would you would you've given it? Oh, two ten, two two hundred at least. Yeah, that? More for than sure. That. Uh, I did. So anything that was interesting is no, we didn't get much of. I want to know more about the turncoat trooper. Yep. I want to know more about the robot. I mean, we'll get more of them, but oh, like yeah, definitely, definitely want now. more of the robot. I only want the robot. <laughs> yeah. Give me the story of nothing but robots. Well, we know he's got a whole mysterious thing behind him. And, and you know, if, if the Sophia Butella character, if Cora isn't the Luke character, then the robot could certainly be the other half of that. Is like he has a past. You want to know about it. You're not going to know about it until it becomes important. But What's the robot in Rogue One? God, I love that fucking yeah, robot. Yeah, that's, that's another great one, too. Yeah. But, uh, so oh, listen, I'll fight anybody that says that Rogue One isn't one of the best Star Wars movies. It, 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 in, in, in a heap of bad ones, that's certainly a good one. I will give you that. Uh, Rogue but One it, it, fucking but it, it opened the door to, like, it was so successful. They're like, green light everything, and that's where you got everything. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so it's a fart noise. But let's just talk about some of the let's talk about some of the action scenes in this movie. Where 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 some of the money probably went? Sure. Is I think they're, they're all, okay. Ish. They look okay, but how they go down? Think about how some of those action sequences went down. They're amateurly done, except for the there's there's one that's like a private one between Cora and someone else. I didn't mind that one. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind the beginning with Cora and the turncoat trooper against the six or seven other troopers. I didn't mind that one. You know, in come the robots. So that was really well done. When they got big and lavish is when I started to like, okay, they, they need to go back to the drawing board on this because, of course, all the bad guys died. None of the good guys died. Right. All the bullets were in the bad guys. and That's just not how things happen unless you set it up like that. But you can be more clever in how you set that up. There's this, there's this trope I always like to... I, I think I put it in the, in the chat for you guys recently, but it shows two sides. Um, it's It shows two targets, and 
with one target on the left has bullet holes everywhere around the target, and it says when when the henchman and villain fires, and the 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 second half of the picture on the right, there's the the, the same target, and it's got one bullet in the head, and it says when the hero fires. Yeah, which is that's as tropey as you get. Sure. But in that last fight, when when um, Cora, no, when Gunner kills the traitor instead of Cora, and mm. then starts freeing everyone. It's just these soldiers have a 10 second delay on how they react. Yeah. What is going on there? Why don't you just push her off the edge or just shoot her? Whoop. Like that it's just whoop. It, 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 it's, it's the writer and the director's job as someone who's architecting all this to make it. So I don't ask those questions to set the scenes up. So I don't ask those questions, but every scene, involved yeah, it's not like action, they were like wheel them away and like they broke them out and then they come back fighting. They weren't ready for it. Like, you know what I mean? I couldn't even tell you the relevance of the spider lady. Except just to show something cool. Yeah. Spider lady that eats children. Hell yes. Well, I mean. There should be more of those in every movie. Well, she's dead, so that's gone. But You think there are not more spider people? I, In the minds of Devros or whatever she said, yeah, probably. But again, I had, I had a real problem with that because, like, why? That's the one-off character. And, like, can you can you describe to me more than, with without Gunner, without Korra, can you describe to me the other people that were in her her, her little her happy band of people? Uh, like I said, we had the fallen general. Um, Without him, there's nope. like there's like five others. Can you describe one of them? Mm. You can't. Mm. Lightsaber lady. All right, lightsaber Asian lady. Got it. Yeah. Um, but again, they don't do a good job. In I don't remember her name. I don't remember or her backstory <laughs> at nope. all. Like if there even was one. But that's the point. Is like I walked away from a complete movie not knowing anything about any of the characters, yeah. <laughs> which is weird to me that that didn't happen. And maybe they thought it wasn't. This goes my whole theory about Netflix just dumps things because it's got to be done by a certain time and people will watch it anyway. And I wonder if that's what they think. Even a director like Zack Snyder, even this big 160 or 170 million dollar, you know, project, which why all three movies will end up being four, four, four fifty or five hundred million dollars in budget to make all these movies, is it going to get them that much revenue back? Even close to that much revenue? How would we ever know? Well, you won't, and Netflix will never share that with us. But uh, I think the point of Rebel Moon is this is an exercise in big budget, decent director. It doesn't sometimes you can be a zero. And not, we're not going to score it quite yet. Oh, not quite yet. <laughs> is that but, is that fellow is no, that no, foreshadowing? That, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, get, was there anything you liked about Rebel Moon? Honestly, not a whole lot. Not there? really. No. So, okay, look, Dick. I didn't dislike a lot of it, <laughs> but there's a look, you know, we just come off talking about Aquaman where I said that I gave a middling score. I give it a three. I gave Aquaman a three. You did. Um, cause it's a three. It's, it's at no point is it ever super terrible, but no point do I ever think it's good. And this movie never really hits even the good barks. It's it the only, the only thing that I'm interested in. And I mean, it's cause like, look, cause we're gonna have to talk about it, you know, in four months when the new one comes out, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about part two. So maybe maybe this is just bad groundwork being laid for a better second movie. Like, look, I, what I your don't... Gut, full, what I don't does your gut tell you? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet my life on that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I wouldn't even bet 10 bucks I on that. I wouldn't bet your money on it. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, but, but maybe, maybe there's something there. Because, like, like Sophia Butella as an actress, like, she's good. She, she can be good. Like, she, she very much fits action star in this movie, right? Like, she doesn't feel out of place, so I don't want to, like, knock it yet, because I haven't seen it. Like, I won't be that guy, but I wouldn't expect it to be any better than this. 
I because like look, it'd be the same because you have this. Well, I, expe- up- I expect in the second one somebody's going to use the Force, brother. Well, of course they will because it's <laughs> Star Wars, and it's going to be called something else, but they're going to do it. Perhaps that's why Netflix was like so interested in it because like that's how you get the Star Wars people is this is you know you, you get them away from Disney Plus. Maybe that's why they were so okay with this. Um, but here's so, but it it doesn't. I I, I guess some of the, one of the things I, I like was oh I thought it was really over the head of beating you with it was like the but it stole from Star Wars the very Nazi regime look of the military of the Empire oh, military yeah. the mother sure. world that was coming down. Uh, I loved Ed Scare, and he might be my favorite part of this movie. Is yeah. because I thought he did an excellent job He's a good being bad guy. that awful bad guy. Again, I, I mean, I don't. There's nothing against Sophia Patel. I just think she was given the material was not great, and she she did what she could with it. But I I just don't think she's a well written character. Well, I don't think any of them are well written. Well, I think Ed Scare probably. No, he's, he wins he, for me. Here's the thing, one. though. He's generic. They're all generic. Yeah. Every single one of these people is generic. Like, super generic. I, I'm not even sure I understand a lot of the motivations towards the end, either. And there are some weird cuts in there, oh, which, yeah. which which makes me think that there's stuff cut out of this to make it maybe run, come down in runtime. Well, the runtime's not crazy. It's just, what, just dead, like, two hours? Like two hours and five minutes. Yeah, so... But like it looks like there's a lot of odd cuts towards the end of this, so I think they may have cut out like 15, 20 well, minutes. Well, it makes me wonder how much of this they filmed it. You know, they filmed both movies at the same time. I'm sure they did. Or you know, filmed most of them at the same time. You know, before the strike. So, who knows what they had to change around to to cobble together some stuff. But I'll bet because you maybe th- they couldn't go back and do reshoots. But I'll bet you this is they didn't tell Zack Snyder no. No. And this is what maybe. We have the good Zack Snyder stuff because the studios were like, ah, we'll work with you, but you can direct it. So maybe this is what happens when you don't say no to Snyder. Well, he's got some kind of deal with Netflix, obviously, because he did the Army of the Dead, Dead and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But I just wonder what – I just love to know this full, the full story behind this because I would I even said weeks ago, before this was released, before anyone had their eyes on it, even critically, that, that I hope that's great because it has to be. It's and not. It, it's nothing. It's like it's absolute nothing. It's garbage at best. It's infuriating that we're fed this and we're and we're told just oh just enjoy it like what this is not this is nonsense man this is if if a film student in a, in in a, in a screenwriting class turned this in the the professor would have been like maybe you ought to go back and redo this maybe to take a second look at it because this is not even a coherent script no it's not it good. doesn't make how the stuff doesn't make any sense. There's huge leaps in logic. Some of the characters don't even make sense in their own universe. Chat GPT. Yeah. <laughs> Please write Star Wars without using any Star Wars characters or the Force. And here comes your script for Rebel Moon. <laughs> and then, he, then when he's reading, he's like, oh, I forgot to say no lightsabers, but it's okay. I can. No, I didn't tell him that, so <laughs> might as well keep them in. Lightsabers <laughs> are cool. People do like them. So. They do. But, and also add cool spider lady, which is kind of terrifying. Yeah. And Chat GPT is like, I got, listen, I got a terrifying spider lady. Yes, sir. Weird, weird. So, um, I, I am. We're ready to score this. Sure. Why? Well, you want to go first? This is. Just do it. This is a zero. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing. I. This is a zero, and I. I wrote this down. I wrote zero on a piece of paper before I came here, so I wouldn't change it. This is a zero. Netflix. This is a zero. <sighs> Becoming more powerful with every zero. <laughs> I cannot believe how many zeros we've given out so Chris gave it a zero as well before mm. he's death, of course. Uh, I am also 
giving it a zero. A second triple zero in like three weeks. So that's the thing, right? So I have given more zeros in the last two months than I gave in the entire first three years on this show. Wait, what is the what is the what was the other zero? Was it Family Switch? Yeah, we it was a triple. That was zero. a triple zero. Yeah, okay. that was our first ever triple, triple zero, zero. I think. My God. So, so here's They're the thing. Both Netflix. So here, here's the thing with, and I want to talk. And this is not a slight on you, so don't don't take it as this. I want to talk about your scoring system for you personally, right? So Grayson has always been the guy up until very recently that tries to tries to not give out the lowest terrible scores, right? And Netflix has broken him so badly, <laughs> like he can't he can't hold him back anymore. <laughs> he can't. Family Switch that was that broke me, and then Rebel Moon just that was it just further just another another again. turd. I, can you imagine this was, if this was released theatrically like this? Can you imagine? No. So here's the thing, right? If it would have came out over Christmas, I bet you would have made a shitload of money and then just annihilated critically. Absolutely annihilated. There are a lot of big movies that do that. I mean, a lot of big movies do that. They're just terrible. They just make a lot of money. Look at Star Wars Episode Nine. Like terrible. Look at most of, trans- most of the Transformers. Yeah, movies. yeah. All but the first one were awful, but they made a, They all made a billion dollars. Yeah. And oddly enough, the first one did not make a billion dollars. Nope. And it was the best of the of the five until or six. Bumblebee. Until Bumblebee, I still think the first one's better than Bumblebee, but Bumblebee yeah, is the next. It, best. They're, they're like splitting hairs. Sure. I won't argue either way, but yeah, they were all bad until Bumblebee. <laughs> I I just and we and I've just read there's only a second part coming, so there's only a part. There's not a part three, so they have to shove sure. two Star Wars movies into one part. So you got to put all. Here's the thing: Do you try to jam three Star Wars movies into two, or are you jamming six Star Wars movies? No, into you're going to jam three into two. But here's what they have to do in the next movie, which is I wouldn't imagine much longer than 133 minutes, 140 minutes, is you've got to not only galvanize the galaxy, but have a big space battle and a big spaceship battle, which you know will come. They don't no. have any pilots though. Not yet. Well, they all died. I mean, they had pilots yet. and they're dead. But I mean, it's. I wonder what the big dramatic piece is going to be in the second part. Like, what the big fight is going to be. I just wonder. And I wonder how it will be handled. Because none of these fights, outside the first two very simple, you have three people against seven on the ground, martial arts. And that's another thing I want to talk about real quick is I'm kind of getting sick of this. I give, like, John Wick is fine, but I'm getting sick of this type of hero who just knows how to do everything. Unkillable. Yeah, unkillable. It's just... It's almost like we've forgotten how to write likable, like we've forgotten Believable how to write likable, lethal, deadly characters that aren't just one generic type. You know, we've forgotten how to write the Jason Bournes. Um, we've forgotten. We've, I think, because John, we've just we're, we're so focused on the Wikian way of doing things that that's another reason why I I, I, I think um, the Sophia Butella character again, she's a fine actress, is just generic sure. because. She's no different than a hundred other f- female heroes out there that all are the same. I mean, Atomic Blonde. Um, there's a number of them that we that we liked on this show that sure. were much better. Atomic Blonde is a, it's a masterpiece. God, I'd love things. for another one of those. It's been 2017, but yeah. I know it ain't coming. <laughs> Doesn't mean I can't hope. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know what happened, but whatever happened, Netflix, you got to do something quick or you're gonna lose the. Well, actually, not because like Amazon sucks just as bad these days. Hulu movies, I think, are generally better. Yep. And what's the other one? Disney Plus. Oh, Disney. Also but that's bad. Also, that's also, yeah, I mean, it's... Here's the thing, though. You can't really say that because those are the same company. Well, fine, but... We've entered an era where it's just... We're... I, I hate to say it, but there's no other way to say it. We just... We're giving way to lesser filmmakers oh. to make lesser movies. Welcome to bad movie time, folks. 
I mean, maybe we should retitle this podcast to "Bad Movie Time." No, because we we do watch a couple <laughs> of gems here and there. Um, I mean, for, I just rewatched all three uh, "How to Train Your Dragon" films. Those good. are masterpieces, Fuck man. Yeah, they are. Those are fucking so good. All right, time to time to walk out of here. Time but. to time to wrap this up. So, a combined <sighs> score of <A> zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> Oh, F minus Netflix, F minus Zack Snyder, F minus. This has been mother episode 300. What, what's the mother of God? This has been episode 363B of Me? World Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting new things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at the Iron Claw and Leave the World Behind on by Netflix. Netflix, we keep giving you chances and you keep disappointing us. Well, I mean, the one thing is they're going to keep pumping out content. So listen, I'll keep pumping out fucking zeros. God. <sighs>